You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast, is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandising. Check out their range of Forest merch by visiting theterracestore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. So, uh, welcome to the 1865 Match Report, uh, the morning after Jack Colback snatched the draw for us um, away at QPR. We started the game in our familiar 3-4-3 formation, but with Joe Lolly in for Philip Zinkenagel. Uh, there was excitement from the off with early shots. We had two penalty shouts, um, but ultimately we went in 1-0 down at half-time following QPR's only real attack. Then the second half saw QPR sit back and we par forward, but they hit us on the break, so we required some good work from Bree Samba. This new spirit that Steve Cooper's instilled, though, showed through, and Jack Colbat struck a long-range deflected shot in the 91st minute to grab us a point. Now, I predicted the injury time goal because it is an Art Warburton side after all, but I was watching on TV and we had guests around. So in order to give you a proper review of our performance, I'm joined by uh, Tom Newton. Hiya, Tom. Hi, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. So we got um, quite a few talking points from last night. It was um, a bit of a frantic game, especially in the first half. Um, first thing, though, is um, penalty shouts, red cards, referees. What did you think? Um, I thought the one on um, from... Um... Jan Barbe on Brennan Johnson was an absolute stonewaller. And then uh, the one after that, um, the tangling legs with a dome and Spence, it was probably a bit harder to um, give. But definitely the one on Brennan Johnson was... Um, that, was yeah. that was the one where he just went and shoved him in the back, basically. That was it. Asked him, yeah. And, uh, but I just think with referees in the uh, EFL at the moment, I think if we was... If this was happening in the Premier League, there would be a greater scrutiny, but it seems to be every single week it's either a linesman or a referee or whatever. And it's just, uh, I don't know if it's because the media scrutiny in the EFL is not as great as the Premier League, but I think a lot um, gets missed, um, to be honest. Then the um, Stephanie Hansen, when he tried to rugby tackle... um, um, Alex Martin, I thought that was a definite red card again. Just the book. <laughs> that was that was so late. You just like sent him flying. 
It was. It wasn't football. It was just like whether it's they're going to call it tactical, but I thought that was it's not even football, is it? But uh, but then again, it's only a yellow card, which in another with another referee, it might have been a sending off. And it has to be said, and Steve, that's two games in a row now. Steve Cooper's made a point of mentioning the referees as well. Um, he's at the, in the interview I saw, he saw, he said, um, "I'm not going to say any more because I'll get into trouble." So it's obviously getting to him yeah. as well. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, I mean, he's only had what seven matches, and two of the two of the main talking points have been the levels of officiating. But it seems that we've had. I'm not saying um, there's a. It probably sounds biased, but I think it's in a lot of uh, championship games over the last few years. Um, yeah, the levels of officiating is just it's worse. And when you see, and it's bad, isn't it? When you see a certain referee, think, oh, we've got him a referee. It's you've got, like, say, for example, Keith Stroud. You mm. just know it's going to be a time where he could potentially ruin a game, and it's just it's just awful, isn't it, for the paying fan? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so moving on to something a bit better, um, I want to talk a bit about um, Uncle Albert. Um, like you've already mentioned, it, when he played for us, he started off really, really well. Um, he had a load of pace, he had a lot of know-how, uh, and he sort of faded for us a bit. But uh, last night was him back to his best for QPR. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whether because he was playing against his former club and he was up for it, uh, I don't know. But uh, no, he, he seemed to be everywhere, uh, right wing, left wing, right wing back. He was everywhere, and he, he obviously set up the goal. And uh, but so no, he had a really good game um, last night. It's just a shame that when we had any um, certain managers didn't use him on a regular basis. And uh, I thought when we signed him, I thought he'd be a real um, asset. But no, last night he was QPR's best player, to be honest. Definitely, and I think um, I said before that um, in in the last match report, if you want to stop us playing, you have to stop Low and Spence. I think basically he he stopped. Um, low playing and um, and Spence um, got caught out for the goal to, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Max Lowe be the first to admit he probably didn't have his greatest game in a red shirt last night. And then um, Spence, I mean, he's been pretty decent, um, but I think he let the um, the cross come in uh, too early, well, too far too easily, I should say, yeah, for um, Lyndon Dykes' goal. And then when... Steve Cooper, when he takes off Figueroa, which seems to be the norm at the moment when we go down, I just thought once we went back to a back four, I think it pushed the um, the four backs, uh, Spence and Low, further down the pitch, and I think that suited QPR to a certain extent. And I think as the second half was going on, I just thought that we might not get anything out of the game because obviously them in an attacking sense has been a great asset for us uh, since Steve Cooper's come in, and. Um, so, yeah, fortunately, we did get uh, the equaliser. But, yeah, I thought when we went back to a back four, I think it uh, suited QPR because it meant the uh, attacking um, sense from uh, Lowe and Spence was obviously, um, like I says, it was better for QPR because obviously they weren't as advanced up the pitch. Yeah, um, I think as well, I'm wondering, so part, I think partly we, we looked tired, Lowe especially looked tired. Yeah, I think yeah. Johnson probably looked a bit tired as well. Um, yeah, I thought, um, yeah, out of the two, because um, QPR played on Tuesday against Sunderland in the Carabao Cup, and but when you look at them, um, Dickie was playing, Elias Chair was playing, Lyndon Dykes was playing, and you thought they would tire because obviously we've had the midweek game and we've had a longer mm. recovery period. But uh, now, I thought in that second half, you've hit nail on the head where certain players uh, looked um, tired as the game wore on. 
And I think as well, the, the, the fact that we've got this, this standard substitution now, the, the change in formation to it, to the back four, I wonder if maybe they knew about that and then they were ready for it as well. Because it didn't seem to, I think, if any, yeah, as you say, we sort of lost our shape more after the substitutions happened uh, when Mighton came on. Yeah, definitely. And I thought um, when uh, when that happened and we did get a couple of free, uh, set pieces in and around their box, and, and I'm thinking if it's a negative and a criticism for Steve Cooper, the quality of the set pieces have been rather poor. And when that wasn't going for us and obviously the change in formation didn't really seem to be working, you think it was going to be one of those games where we've definitely in the first half, we've dominated the game and probably unfortunate to go down. 1-0, uh, I thought it might have been one of those ga- uh, games where it wasn't our night, where we played quite well, but as soon as we got to the final third, then um, we we lacked ideas and we didn't really get as many chances as we uh, wanted. And yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, the, the quality of the set pieces is pretty poor, it, and, and, but it's been the case for that for us for, for countless years, I think. <laughs> so it's going to take a bit of time to turn that around. Um, the other thing that we have to mention is it's been quite a while since we've had a clean sheet as well. Yeah, um, that's that's another, I know it's only early days and hopefully uh, with a bit more time on the training field, um, we start to clean that aspect of a game up. But uh, yeah, it just seems that uh, we've, dominated like um, Barnsley we went to goal down and um, against QPR last night you think just if we were just making things a bit harder for us and I don't want to be the um, be pessimistic but that look whereas we go down a goal down and then we'll get an equaliser or we'll get a last minute winner like we did against Bristol that look's going to run out sooner rather than later so that's just an aspect of our game which we need to uh, clean up in the coming yeah. months I mean, I, and it kind of, I mean, there was a point where um, Joe Worrell was like on the edge of their D and I was like, what's he doing up there? And you kind of, if we're going to play that way, then we're we're obviously going to be defensively shakier, but we can't afford to give away goals like where, um, what's his night, Dykes, Dykes was basically completely unmarked for, for their goal and it was their yeah. first attack. We can't afford to do that. Yeah. And I think... Um... We touched on it in the match report um, last week against Fulham that at key stages of games, like, example, Lewis Grabham has been decent for us for the last few years, but that at 1-0 down, he needs to stick that away. And then, like I says, uh, last night, we dominated the game. We don't get the goal and we let them in and they'd probably be um, quite fortunate to go in at break 1-0 when relatively they didn't do a great deal in that first half of QPR. So then in the second half, I mean, um, for, there was times where, I mean, that great block by Jed Spence, mm. that's, it's, it's one of those, again, it's one of those um, games where we've played okay, but we haven't got our chances away. And uh, But thankfully, Jed Spence and the other defenders and also Bruce Sambers made some decent saves to keep us in the game to obviously ensure us have a draw late on. And uh, speaking of which, a draw late on. So one of the things it did rem- this this Forest side does remind me in a, a little way of um, when Mark Orbiton was our, our manager. So we were pl- piling forwards, but we had that little bit of softness about us. Um, but I knew that we were going to score in the ninety first minute because it was Mark Warburton. Uh, it was just it's it's it, the, the 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 advantage of this side compared to the Warburton side is we don't give up. We keep on playing, and and that was embodied in Jack Colback at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's the belief what uh, Steve Cooper's instilled 
not only in the players but in the fans themselves. It's like, yeah. uh, like you said, you could see something happening because we was pushing them further and further back. And so, um, but there was a graphic on Sky Sports last night where um, over selected games in the championship, I think there's about six or seven games where QPR have let um, goals in late on, um, like last week against Peachborough and in other games. So it does go to show that even though they had a soft underbelly in the latter stages of the game. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, I mean, that's been the case for us since that, that blooming derby game under Sabri Lamushi that that those conceding low goals has been a problem for us it's a mentality thing and yeah. Steve Cooper seems to have turned us that around which is a good thing definitely and um, I think um, and then going on um, with the actual performance of individuals last night I thought Jack Colback was one of our best players and another player who's seemed to become on leaps and bounds since Steve Cooper's come in is Ryan Yates and there was a graphic uh, again on Sky Sports and uh, I think it's 108 jewels is one and everything he's like top rank for Forest and everything. And it just goes to show you that uh, with a, be- a belief and everything and he's showing um, his potential, what people have been mentioning in the, in the past where there is a player there, but he probably hasn't shown it on a regular basis. And even by his own admission, Ryan Yates says, well, in previous, um, under previous managers, I'd probably a bit, be a bit safe, but I'm like looking forward and, it's made a huge difference to his game and I thought him and Colback last night were fantastic. Absolutely. I was watching it with two Newcastle fans and their their view of Colback is they they detest him and they were really glad to see him come to us. And then they were like, what? He scored! <laughs> right at the end, it was quite amusing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Does he, uh, Jack Colback, but when he does um, score, they, they are pretty decent goals and, uh, and yeah. everything. They were, no, they were, I mean, he's been playing in the right way and he's another one who Steve Cooper's given him belief yeah. and the player in there. And thankfully for us, he's, uh, he's finding his old form, what he had a couple of years ago when we had him on loan from Newcastle. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.